Hey, it's Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman, and this is Mind Over Magic. Hey, buddy, I had the, the week off in Rhode Island, had some family time and stuff like that, so I'm a little uh, a little thin on topic, so I'm hoping you're going to cover for me today. Yeah, I, I did a whole lot. I saw a lot more shows. I did a virtual conference. I saw Magic in VR. And, Very uh, cool. And we can also talk about uh, the police at the Magic Castle last night. Did you know anything uh, about this? <laughs> the police, the band, or? No, like oh. like like the Popo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not aware of this. So uh, it came through a friend uh, who's in LA and they had a, uh, like the Citizen app. Do you know the Citizen app at all? And also not aware. <laughs> is that like Citizens Bank? What is that? No, this is like citizens that are like flagging any criminal reports in major cities. And oh. you can kind of see what's going yes, around around you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden I get a screen grab and it's the Magic Castle. And apparently police swarmed it because supposedly a armed suspect was barricaded in the magic castle and like just everyone down. What is the street there? Highland or Hollywood? I don't know. I don't live in LA, but, (laughs) but right there in the heart of downtown Hollywood, you know, police just swarming the magic castle with uh, a supposed uh, armed gunman in the, I wonder how he, Got in the castle because I thought they weren't open. Yeah, I don't think they're open currently either. It, but it turned, they are doing an outdoor show. Was that related with comedy? I know there's a yes. comedy show like in the parking lot. Yeah, I I, I made some um, some text messages, uh, some contacts after I saw this, and it turns out uh, an LA magician friend of uh, mine uh, confirmed that it was a false alarm. <laughs> And I was like, oh. from seeing all the video in the hubbub, that's a pretty big false alarm. <laughs> so there, there was no gunman? I guess not. I, I didn't really see a follow-up. Uh, the Citizen app doesn't do a good job of letting you know how those uh, incidents turn out, uh, per se. <laughs> but wow. I'm, I'm just, it sounds like no one got hurt, uh, so that's, that's very good. I'm very happy about that. And um, I don't know. I was just thinking, like, what a weird place to like have any sort of you know crime going on is the Magic Castle because like it literally has like secret passages and it's it's rife for like a murder mystery really for sure for uh, sure so so when the, when I heard they got like the all clear I was like did they check every everything <laughs> <laughs> like, did they disappear like hidden walls and whatnot. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it sounds like everyone's safe, and that's all that's important. But that was—I uh, just wonder how that was mistaken. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. Maybe, maybe something was filming there, and just someone saw someone in the window. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. So I don't. We don't have the answers here. I just wanted to bring this up because I thought it was interesting, especially with the Magic Castle being such a uh, like a bastion. For the magic world and anything yes. that happens there, I feel like it, it branches out and, you know, we all hear about it one way or another. And sometimes you hear about it here on the podcast for the first time. Absolutely. So, yeah. How was Rhode Island? Rhode Island was great. Uh, got to spend time with family, the nieces, uh, f- some uh, friends and small groups. It was uh it was it was much needed, you know. Kind of like how you were saying just a couple of weeks ago, how you really hadn't seen 
your mom, your brother, for example, uh, for for a long time. For me, I guess it would have been early December of 2019. Oh, no. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's the last time I would have seen family. Yeah, almost a full so, year, it sounds like, 10 months. Yeah, right? exactly. So it was great to do that. Um, meanwhile, while I was doing that, there's all kind of news happening in Vegas with, with shows and whether or not, you know, when they can reopen and with how many people. So that's changing by the day. Mm-hmm. Um I think we'll actually have some updates sooner than later. I can't give give a, a concrete date or anything like that, but for those who have been asking, uh, some shows it looks like they're going to start some things on a, on a maybe even within this month. Yeah, I heard. Start uh, some things. I heard two so. announcements of two shows opening up. And, uh, I think there yeah. were probably I think there were three or four, but three yeah, or four, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because um, I saw one of those performers do a virtual show. <laughs> this, uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I heard it was Absinthe and Piff and probably a couple other uh, Vegas X, shows. Uh, X Country is X the third. Country. I don't even know what that show is. What is that? It's, it's a burlesque show, I think. Oh, that's probably. With a country theme. Probably why I don't know it. I just kind of, <laughs> they all I forgot together. to tell you, I'm a cowboy now. You're a cowboy now? I rode a horse. I have a photo to prove it. Maybe we'll even <laughs> pop it up on the, uh, on the old internet there. That's so funny. Before we. My mom has a horse. Really? Yes. Okay. So that's just like new in uh new 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 addition to the family. New addition to the family. She's got a horse. I didn't ride her horse. I rode a different horse at the same barn. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a cowboy now. So maybe um maybe I'll while I'm waiting to kind of get all my ducks in a row to get everything open with Magic Reinvented, I will join x country in the meantime (laughs) well don't don't do the trap that uh, a lot of magicians do right you you rode a horse once and you're calling yourself a cowboy and there's so many magicians or or newbie magicians that are like i learned a trick and now i'm a magician you know and they print out business cards the next day so uh do you have cowboy business cards is what i'm asking it's it's less of a business and more of a passion (laughs) okay great you're just you know what i mean you're just on the trail hopping along yeah, I just march into my own trot. <laughs> it's a good time. I was on it for probably three minutes. Wow. That, that's way better than I would do, for sure. <laughs> so that was fun. I yeah. forgot to mention. Yeah. You know, I forgot I did that, but I did. Before we get too far away from that uh, Magic Castle story, too, the, the friend who told me about that it was a false alarm is our friend and listener of the show, Rob Balchunas, who lives out in L.A., and uh, he just mentioned us in his uh, YouTube series. So I wanted to give a little shout out. Uh, he did a video. Uh, he's been doing 365 days of balloons. So he's a balloon twister. And uh, October 13th, that just happened, is National Train Your Brain Day. So he decided to make a balloon of the Riddler while telling riddles from our Diddle Me This segment. And he didn't give the answers. He said, you got to listen to our podcast to find oh, out the answers. Wow. So I, uh, I, since you're listening to our podcast right now, I'll just say check out uh, Rob's uh, clips of uh, on YouTube of him making uh, different balloon structures, sculptures. Well, that's crazy because I, I, I know what you mean by balloon structures. We're not talking about uh, just making a dog out of like, a balloon <laughs> animal. We're talking yeah. about actually like life-size structures here. Some of them. I mean, he's doing 365, so he's not doing sure. like the huge build, but he has done those and he's worked with other... Uh, balloon artist friends to do that uh, but I'll, I'll throw the link in the uh, show notes at least for the uh, Riddler one and you can check out his channel 
and see all the other uh, uh, balloon uh, art he's been making. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I can't wait. That's, that's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, and you'll recall he gave us a lot of riddles too, so I think riddles are right up his alley. I'm, I'm thinking he likes riddles. <laughs> it's too early for us to jump into one, no, but that would have been a hell of a that segue. That would have been, been a hell segue. of a segue. <laughs> you couldn't have just held off on that story for like 20 more minutes. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's just so much <laughs> so much to talk about. Uh, uh, I went to a magic show in VR. Let's hear about this. <laughs> now, does that mean yeah. you were... Is this like the VR uh, escape room? No, it's not an escape room at all. No. No, but that was kind of a VR thing, right? Do you call that VR or is that different? That was uh, maybe immersive experience, I would call that. There was a person doing the escape room on the other end that worked there wearing VR? Or no, they had a GoPro on their head, so we oh, were just GoPro. seeing okay. it through their vision. I mean, it sort of felt a little bit like augmented reality maybe with the, the overlays, but this, was, this uh, magic show I went to is a... Um, takes place in an app on the Oculus. So I'm wearing VR gla- my uh, VR headset with controllers and everything. And I think you can actually access it through a browser too and see it in 2D, which is not as fun. But it's uh, AltSpace is kind of this immersive world where it seems like a good solution for now in lockdown where they just create spaces for people to gather uh, in virtual reality and you could do different performances or, you know, meetups or even podcasts, uh, and so forth. A little comedy club, you could pick your venue. So you create your little avatar and you sit in like a theater in your little seat and you can kind of, uh, most people are good and like actually sit and watch the presentation. You get the people who are still like getting up and walking around cause they're new to VR and just want to play around. But uh, it was, um, it was. I should have all the names in front of me, but I don't. Uh, but it was uh, brought to, uh, put together um, for just to see what you can do magically in the VR space. So um, that was uh, really exciting to see. Uh, I've, uh, I've been in that territory, actually. I've done really? magic in, uh, shot for VR. We did it on the high roller here in Vegas. Mm. I've never actually seen the footage, but we did <laughs> things that were uh, people. So th- I, I don't even know if this ended up happening. This is a good question, but they were selling an experience. So the high roller is the world's largest observation wheel. We're not supposed to call it a Ferris wheel, but if you don't know what I'm talking about, that'll help capture the image. <laughs> it's an observation wheel. It's uh, bigger than a Ferris wheel, maybe. I don't want to get too critical here, and I I don't want to get too (laughs) off topic either, but it seemed odd to me to sell a VR experience while you're on the observation wheel. Gotcha. Yeah. But that's what was happening, and maybe it's still happening. I don't know. So they were creating this VR experience that you could have of me being in the wheel with you, in Uh in the pod with you, and I was performing magic. And I was doing things like snowstorm, things that would really feel like they were happening around you. Snowstorm is where you make a bunch of confetti appear. Uh, and when I say a bunch, it's like a lot, a lot for, for non-magicianers. <laughs> Magicianers? That's not Magicianers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was throwing cards at the camera. I was doing all sorts of things that you could feel kind of things happening around you. I don't know how the final product ended up coming out. What was your experience like witnessing it from right. that side? So, so yours was, it was like a 3D video where you were there really like uh, as if you were there in person as a, as a, you know, you could see you 
is what I'm yeah. saying. And yeah, they're they in this, see me. They're in this pod in the high roller, and you're doing magic at them, and they can like look left and right probably and see what's around their pod, but they're just sharing this ride with you essentially in VR. This is a little bit different because uh, AltSpace is all a virtually created environment and you're using your avatars. So you're seeing like little cartoon versions of yourself and the performers. And I just pulled up the uh, performers' names just to give them a shout out because it was very interesting. Um, all, ma- all magician related uh, and tech related as well. Uh, I'll just call it out. Lauren Mingale um, was kind of the host. And then uh, Simon Piero, the digital magician, performed followed by adam chire who uh was the co-founder of siri and uh i i actually filmed fool us the same time as he did uh and then um uh curtis hickman who's a a a co-founder of the void which is those uh interactive vr experiences where you actually go and participate and they create the illusion of environment around you in a set space but he's got a background in magic as well so it was really interesting to see how each of them tackled their performances using the vr space um you know they were manipulating objects Uh, one had like pictures of people another one had a giant clock that actually ended up on the stage and then um, one actually used the controllers so that you can actually like open your hand and close your hand and use that as part of the uh, the magic trick it was really interesting to see how magic can be conveyed uh, just through avatars, essentially. Interesting. So, so you strange. had an avatar too, or just the performers? I had an avatar. I had you a, had to create it. Yeah, yeah. I posted it on my social. I'll try and put it on ours, uh, the podcast one as well. You can see what I look like as a cartoon. So this is Animal Crossing, kind of. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, yeah. You're in 3D, and uh, I mean the the platform's separate from you know just this magic show, but they just happen to take uh, like you, there's like events that go on all the time you you know meetups and so forth but this one just happened to be a magic show and uh people could go and attend and watch it plus but i think i'm i think i'm getting the idea here it's literally because i don't i don't play animal crossing tiana does (laughs) sort of but it's like as if her little character was was doing magic tricks yeah exactly exactly but on a stage like picture your theater but a digital version and we're all sitting in the seats in a digital seat but what was interesting was outside the theater you could explore once the show was done or i guess it was a little late so i guess you could have also explored before the show started but they had like a you know a virtual red carpet you could kind of walk and like take a little photo of and they had like a big uh, like a top hat and uh magic wands you could grab with your you know controller and put it on your little avatar and they even had like a little optical illusion room. I was I was really impressed that like this thing existed in the first place. It sounds place. very professional. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if there's going to be more than one. It seemed like just a trial run uh, just to see how it goes. So I was happy to catch it when so I did. So is it all mentalism? I mean, you really can't do visual magic. You can't really do sleight of hand, right? It was very... Or, or any visual magic of any kind, right? right. Because you, you show a box empty and then make something appear. And it's people a, just think it's, uh, you know, programmed in, right? And it is. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. And it is. So if you're right. If you have a bird and then it disappears, you just hit a button, right? So you have to use the medium as it, you know, is there that the audience is aware of the medium and then find that uh, inner in that space in between where you, they can separate that reality of the virtual reality world with the magic that's happening. 
And were they able to do that? Were they able to, you know? Yeah, they were successful. Work. It is funny because <laughs> performing for the audience, because they don't want people talking over you, so they mute all the avatars in the audience. So it's just mm -hmm. the presenters performing, and you can hear them and talking back and forth. But it's sort of like what we're doing with virtual shows on Zoom or whatever platform is. You're not really getting much feedback, you know, aud auditorially like you do in real life from an audience. So they were just looking out at a crowd that was like moving their hands to clap or like raising them up. Or better yet, there's a there's an emoji kind of wheel where you could just like send hearts or smiley faces. So they just see a swarm of smiley faces and hearts come above the audience to show that they enjoyed the performance. So can you imagine that performing live, Matt, and just looking out at your crowd and just hearts kind of just bubbling up from your crowd in real life? Not, not quite. No, you know, it's funny. I was reading uh, uh, earlier today and there was some sort of a Seinfeld quote, sort of out of context, just thrown into this book I was reading about meditation. And it was said something, he said something about getting instant feedback mm -hmm. on, you know, from your audience talking, of course, referring to stand up comedy, you, you know, immediately what you accomplished or didn't accomplish uh, with, with that immediate feedback. And I think that's maybe part one of the one of the many things that differentiates I'm not going to say lacking I'm going to say mm -hmm. differentiates virtual from in person wow yeah yeah definitely because you there's a delay even as I'm doing my virtual shows I'm encouraging people in the chat and you get things like lol or omg or or I, I learned this. this is a show that I'm you know old now I feel old when people started writing poggers and I didn't realize it was a Twitch term until I looked it up. So I don't know what that is still till right now. I haven't even heard it. We're old now. We're old. Yes. <laughs> We're officially old. So I'm I had aware. to look it up and make sure just it wasn't like someone writing a slur in the chat or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, but it's all good. It means it means they're wowed. It means they liked it. So uh, Oh, cool. Yeah. So so uh, so you're getting I'm getting that kind of feedback during my show, but yeah, having like emojis is very different than hearing instant like involuntary reactions you totally know, different when you tell a joke or something's amazement amazing and they just react instinctually you know there's the there's a thought process before you have to type in an lol or a clappy emoji you know right right yeah it's just <laughs> different you know yeah it is different it is different but I, I'm trying to be a good audience member because I've been seeing so many shows, so many. Mm -hmm. And it, and it's interesting because, like, I'm not going anywhere. So I'm, I'm just trying to see what other people are doing in this virtual space. And I was so impressed by fellow college performers, you know, once March hit and the pandemic happened, we were all faced with this problem to do uh, a virtual show and everyone kind of tackled it in different ways. And I just loved the results of how people approached it. So now I'm seeing like professional shows, ticketed shows and seeing what artists are doing that way. So I saw Piff's show, Piff the Magic Dragon. And he has uh, a virtual show. He has a virtual show. Uh-huh. And uh, I had a blast. I thought it was very fun. It's very in his style. Sure. Uh, it's very silly. It it reminded me of um and this is a is a good thing of like Pee-wee's Funhouse, like Pee-wee's Playhouse. Uh I'm saying that wrong, but uh I think it's Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah, Pee-wee's Playhouse. So it's got kind of like this uh, silly vibe. He's got a knight with an iPad on it so he can bring audience volunteers on the face of the, the knight. And um, and he, uh, I actually participated in one of his effects. Wow. I had to color in Mr. Piffles, his dog's costume. And I'm just thinking... 
back to my semifinal performance on AGT where I also did coloring. Why am I always coloring? <laughs> you're, you're, you called yourself old, but really you're a child at heart. That's why. I think so. I stayed within the lines. I think that's, <laughs> that's what counts. <laughs> did you do as well as Howard Stern? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I had a blast just seeing him interact and it was, it was funny and, uh, you know, a lot of people. Now, uh, how long are these shows that you're seeing? About an hour. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're mostly an hour. Some are a little longer, some are a little shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I loved, loved, loved. Well, I saw, I saw two that I really liked, but, uh, I got to tell you about David Kwong's show. Okay. Do you know who David Kwong is? He writes puzzles. He does. And this is why I loved it, because I love puzzles. Yes. <laughs> you know this about me. I do. Um, so he's a magician and uh, 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 crossword puzzle uh, creator. And he basically created a show that's through the Geffen, where it's kind of like a game show. He tells you a little bit of history about different types of puzzles and how they were created and the history of puzzles. But he breaks up the show with little puzzle rounds and he gives you little trivia questions or, or word games. And you just are all solving them as an audience. And, you know, he gives people chances to shine and come up on screen and give the answer. And it's, it's uh, you, you, you print things at home, you cut them out. It's very interactive that way too. It just, um, and there's a big, way that all the puzzles kind of tie in at the end. Uh, and I just loved it. I just loved everything about that show. <laughs> so that's cool. I would so recommend is there a world, that. Is there a world where these things exist beyond this pandemic? Do you that, think that is a great question? Um, I know I mean, he was doing a similar show uh, here in New York and I didn't get a chance to see cause it was sold out. And I believe this virtual show is sold out now too, unless they keep extending it. So uh, just keep checking his website. Uh, you want to try and get a ticket to that. Be but, interesting uh, to see if the, vis- the the virtual thing kind of continues on even once it's not necessary. It's tough to compete, I think, for those things with television and streaming and Netflix. Absolutely. And I mean, our phones in our hand, everything. It's just we're bombarded with content, right? Yeah, I think people are really excited or at least performers are excited to get back on stage. So once they have that to focus on again, I don't think the focus is going to be back on the zoom show speaking of Seinfeld again he he mentioned in that article I believe we referenced it already is like we're doing these zoom shows because we have to it's not because mm-hmm. we love doing them although some people have found great creative ways of uh, tackling that problem uh, mm-hmm. but um, but I think yeah as soon as we're allowed to get back on stage and do it in a semi-normal way that's where everyone's attention is and people want to gather together and you know react in real time. <laughs> I think that's key. I can't believe it's eight months later and we're still talking about this. You know, know that's the crazy I know. thing. I just noticed it's October 14th and we shut down on March 14th. So eight months is a long time, probably 215 days or so. Yeah. I was going to ask what your day count is because you, <laughs> you have that down, right? It's probably it's somewhere between 213 and 215, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. like that. Now, if this goes on further, uh, have you considered doing a virtual version of your show? No, I've never considered it. Um, I just haven't. That's not, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. something I would be interested in doing right. at the moment. Um, I also think that sooner than later, we'll be back to getting on stage as well. Right. But we keep saying that and we're eight, 
<laughs> how many months I later, haven't been you know? saying it. It's new for me to have been saying it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been saying, yeah, sure, hopefully, but now I actually believe. Uh, uh, now I'm actually cautiously optimistic that mm-hmm. we're finding ways that we'll be able to make it happen for our show. So. Right. But if there's another, you know, super spreader or spikes or whatever, and we shut down for another year, which could happen. I mean, some scientists say it will be that long till we have a vaccine, a real vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, would would you eventually start to consider would that urge to perform come out in some capacity in the online space? Possibly the same way mm-hmm. it did the first time, you know, yeah. I, I just felt compelled to stay connected with people. And that's, that's where it all comes from. The way you phrase the question is actually perfect. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm going to get back on stage uh, sooner than later is because I, I want to be able to connect with people. I want to be able to connect with people who are at the show, with fans, with friends, the whole thing. So uh, yeah, it could come through in some way if this were to go on for another year, but it's, it's always something to be considered. I try not to rule things out, but um, the virtual space is, uh, it's a whole, it's a whole different thing. It's, it's not necessarily my, um, my favorite form of expression. Right. Well, I think most performers are saying that about, you know, given the choice between virtual or live shows, they want to do their live show or at least mm-hmm. their normal live show. Cause I already claimed my hierarchy of live show, virtual show, then socially distant live show in that order. Uh, but yeah, I think I don't think it's anyone's uh, kind of go-to expression. Although, like I said, some people have found a way to make it work. But I think you learn how to do it if that's the only option. And I think the more you do it, the better you get at it too, or the more yeah. real or comfortable it gets. So yeah, it depends how long this goes. If it was another year, you know, that's not ideal. But right. the other option is I, uh, you know lay on a beach somewhere (laughs) (laughs) that does sound nice (laughs) especially as it's starting to get colder here in new york (laughs) exactly (laughs) so you got to compare and contrast you got to weigh everything out take it slow and figure out what you want to do yeah uh before we move on from the virtual shows i saw i do want to shout out to uh, justin willman i saw his show magic for humans at home which was a blast which so is another ticketed show. Another so ticketed show. So people can show. go to that right now if they yeah. want to, if they can uh, get a ticket. I think he was doing like a limited release of like a couple weekends. So I don't know how many he has on the books left. Uh, mm-hmm. But all of these just Google, by the way. I don't have any of the contact info for any of these shows. Uh, you, yeah, there's a machine that looks this up for you. It's called Google. Uh, but, um, but yeah, he he's... It was really interesting to see how he took that style of his Netflix show and adapted it into the virtual space. And he had like these really fun bumpers before the tricks. And, you know, he's got that same sense of style and that same perform performance uh, ability. And it really translated well. Uh, but uh, I was just amazed at how many people were in the show with me. There must have been like, I, I don't know, 150, 300 people. <laughs> Like wow. I was trying to, I was trying maybe even more. I think we there might have been up to like seven hundred at one point. I I was trying to check the like the Zoom participant list as it was like growing, 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 and those are just the people who are logged in, and some were like 
full families in each frame as well. So oh, right, it, was, right. it was a lot more, <laughs> you know, it was just keep climbing and climbing and climbing. And the way he was able to still like scroll through all the pages and, you know, have some rapport with everyone and feel like you're connecting. I think that was where he really shined for That's sure. That's impressive. Wow. Yeah. Plus there's some really funny gags in there and I don't want to spoil them. But <laughs> Yeah. Don't in yeah. case people, in case yeah. people are able to uh, get a ticket. And if you can't get a ticket, just download another episode of this podcast because it is free. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, watch our clips on uh, on YouTube of us we performing have of of us performing oh, oh, on our oh, TV oh, spots. Oh, oh. Yeah, clips. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of clips, you put some together for a showcase, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We could talk about that too. Virtual D- NACA. It, uh, depends if you want to do that before or after our games. Um, yeah, let's, let's, uh, hold it over. Let's talk about virtual NACA in a moment. Uh, but I think it is time for a segment we like to call diddle me this. Diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt riddles? All right, Matt, are you ready for your riddle? Born ready. All right. It's a short one and it's a little bit of a thinker. I'm very curious to see how you do it, this one. (laughs) All right. What travels around the world but stays in one spot? That's the whole riddle. (laughs) What travels around the world but stays in one spot? Yes. I've got it. You've already got it? I believe so. All right. Uh, I'm feeling feeling really bright for getting this one quickly. did, Did you hear this one before? Had no, you, no, but you're pretty no, positive. This one rings you know no bells. I'm not positive, but I mm-hmm. would you consider me bright if I got it that quickly? Yeah, I'm also stalling, and just in case the uh, listeners want to try and work it out a little bit longer, in case you're right here, uh, I feel like this could be my moment to shine. You think? Okay, what are you? What are you trying? Oh, I see what you're going, and you're going in the wrong direction. It's the sun. <laughs> Uh, let's see. That doesn't travel around the world last I checked, Galileo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it stays in one spot and travels around the world. The world, everything goes around the I sun. Think, I, I would say the world travels around it. It doesn't actually travel. <laughs> it, it, well, it stays in one spot, though. and it, Yeah, you got half of it, right? But the other, the first part doesn't apply. <laughs> I think it does, but okay. All right. I mean, if you want to get really scientific and say the whole galaxy is kind of moving at the same time, you know, uh, like the Milky Way is moving in opposite directions, you know, from other galaxies and everything's kind of expanding the universe. Technically correct, but it is not the answer we are looking for for this riddle. All right. What travels around what? The, 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 The first word is what? What travels around the world but stays in one spot? Hmm. What travels around the world but stays in one spot? Yes. Okay, got it. Okay, this is ex- uh, this is attempt number two. <laughs> I know exactly the answer to this. Sure. An index finger on the globe when you spin it. Index finger again. That's staying in position, and the globe is moving. <laughs> okay. This thing is actually moving. <laughs> yeah, but. You're still traveling, right? <laughs> I mean, if you want to get scientific again, yes, we're all traveling on an actual <laughs> spinning <laughs> spinning Earth. That's, but we don't feel it because it's all centripetal force. <laughs> all 
Um, I got it. Uh, this is uh, how many how many attempts do you get in the riddles? <laughs> well, I think my first two weren't the answer we were looking for, but they also weren't necessarily wrong. Sure. All right, this one's a little more abstract. Okay, I'm I'm loving it already. Go ahead. News. News. Okay, I get the traveling around the world part. How does it stay in one spot? Well, because it's intangible. <laughs> so, so that would mean it definitely doesn't stay in one spot because it's not tangible. <laughs> I suppose that's correct. <laughs> well, you can't prove it's you are not getting in closer though. Either. I will say you yeah. are very close, and I will also give you a hint that um, it's sort of related to a lot of talk that's in the news right now. Uh, as well, and you mentioned news, but uh, in terms of the election coming up and uh, everything going on with ways you can vote, uh, I'll just lead you in that direction, see if that gives you a hint. How are some people voting right now? By mail. Yeah, and what's, uh, what, what, uh, what do you need for, for mailing? Envelopes. Yeah, what else? Stamps. Yeah. Oh, first of all, that's awesome. That's the first time we heard that sound. <laughs> I was surprising you for that. I don't want you to tell me. No, why I want you to work it out. I actually don't know. Yeah, work it out. So again, the riddle is uh, what travels around the world but stays oh, in one spot. Because it's the way the question is phrased. It stays in one spot. Yeah. Yeah, it stays in that specific spot on the envelope. Correct. But then the mail gets mailed and it travels all over the place. You did mm, it. That's a good riddle. I actually really enjoyed that one. And yeah. I like how it has multiple correct answers, like the first few that I gave. Well, say one of those first first couple you said again. What was it? Why don't we save whatever you're about to do for <laughs> trivia? Oh, you think I'm going to get it wrong. Okay. Not necessarily, but one can hope. <laughs> okay, I'll save it. I'll save it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for the trivia? Yeah, let's do trivia. Matt right. picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Trivia, pressure, trivia time. I'm thinking you have a probably a good chance of getting this correct because it's a 50-50 this week. <laughs> okay, I have a it's quarter. A, I'm ready to it, flip it if I don't know it. It's a true or false. Okay. I was going to give you some sort of Halloween-themed trivia, but this is where I landed. <laughs> okay, good. True or false? The longest human hair. Oh, this is already gross. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like it's going to be a length question. I'm already bad at estimating. <laughs> the longest human hair. Well, I could help you with that. The longest human hair was measured at over 16 feet long. True or false? First of all, I just love that I already said I hate trivia questions that are about dates and like numbers. You have to know. And that's this all you've been doing. true giving. or false. I, I, I skipped so many that there. had dates. Okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, true or false? Oh, is it say over? It was me measured at 16 or over 16 feet? To be honest with you, I, I had to do a little bit of a, a calculation. The actual wording of the original riddle is a true or false, the longest human hair was measured at over five meters long. Five meters. Well, I know what a meter is. That's fine. Okay. Um, hmm, five meters. Over, yeah. 
Over. Yeah, I'll take the over on that for sure. If it's over five meters, yes. I was going to say it's probably much longer than five meters, so I'm going to give that a two. So you think it's longer than 16 feet long? Yeah, I think And you're some... aware of how, can you estimate 16, how many diddlemans <laughs> is uh, 16 feet? Uh, uh, at least two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're going to go with. Uh, I'm going to say true. You're going to say true. And the answer is, there's a record held for this. Yeah. Apparently in China. Yep. Woman. The world's longest hair was measured at 5.63 meters in 2004. Yeah. Yeah. I just know that hair can grow extremely long. That's like 18 feet. That's very long. Yeah. 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 I mean, have you seen those people? This is just getting gross now. Uh, Cause I, <laughs> I used to watch a lot of those like Ripley's believe it or not, or like Guinness sure. world record shows or whatever. Uh, but just like the fingernails, like the, with the really long, gross, disgusting fingernails. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's the same stuff that hair is made out of really. Um, so yeah, your hair and your fingernails are basically the same protein. Is, is that, is that false? Or is that, that's true. I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, if I'm There's wrong, protein in my fingernails. I thought it was calcium, carotene. I believe it is. Okay. This, these are all things that I'm just talking out of my butt right now. So uh, <laughs> feel free to email us with any corrections. <laughs> By the way, what did you think um, was um, uh, what did what does the Earth go around, or what did you think that goes around the Earth, Matt, from the riddle? Oh, uh, why don't we save the sound? You want to use the sound now? Yeah. We should wait till it actually gets used. Okay. Okay, fine. Right? We'll wait. Well, that'll be the anticipation of uh, li- continuing to listen. Well, to we have a guest matter. episode coming up. We don't know exactly when it will air, but we're excited mm-hmm. about the guest that's coming. I'm very excited. Absolutely. I can't speak for you. Sure. Um, and there's <laughs> going to be trivia happening. Yeah. And uh, I'm also excited. I booked it. But Yes. <laughs> Well, look, no matter when it airs, we're going to record it today. So yeah. I will maybe get to hear the sound today when I stump one of the two of you with my incredible trivia wow. okay. research skills. Okay. We're teasing an and episode everyone that we... at home, you're screwed because you're going to have to wait till it airs. I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're teasing an episode. We don't know when it's going to air. And also, we're probably going to have episodes between now and then where we're going to hear that sound. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. Well, it's all right. I already teased my Vegas show, and we also don't know when that's going to air, so to say. So that's fine. That is true. Sooner than later, though. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, thanks for that. Uh, Those were fun questions, and uh, I hope you're enjoying that. If you have uh, riddles or trivia for me or Matt that you'd like us to uh, uh, quiz each other with, uh, shoot us an email at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, put my name in the subject if you're sending me a riddle to read to Matt and put Matt's name in the subject if you have a trivia question that you want him to read to me. Uh, that way we don't spoil it for each other and find out the answers early. So uh, give us give us a shout out over on the emails. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, we were talking about NACA, the, uh, the conference I go to, the virtual booking conference. Well, it's virtual this this year. <laughs> Because of the mm-hmm. pandemic, but uh, this is uh, w- this is where we met essentially. Yes, it is. 
uh, we met at a, a booking conference, a different one, but um, but same idea where you know it's kind of a trade show and uh, student buyers come and they they're trying to book things for the college their their uh, upcoming semesters and so forth. And uh, normally it's in person and it's uh it's tiring, you know, in person. You've been through it. What do you remember? Remember from your time the actual real life NACA. Long days, absolutely. Fun times, long days, and hard work, and uh, hopefully great results. Yeah. So this year they brought it all online. Uh, they had showcases. That's another big uh, key element of the conferences where acts show a little sample of their show, and then people are like, we like it. We're going to bring you to campus or not. <laughs> and uh, they kind of did that here. They had a MC. And then instead of people kind of just showing their virtual show or even live show, because some people are booking those as well, uh, I did a pre-recorded showcase, which is very difficult to do with mind reading. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you so, had a choice to do it live. No, no. Oh. Every, every, all the showcases were pre-recorded except for the MC who got to oh. be live and uh, kind of Total Request Live, if everyone remembers that show on MTV. Uh, they just kind of like introed the videos and uh, got to do some interstitial stuff in between uh, from their show. Uh, and they could have had some interaction with the audience watching. Uh, but yeah, I pre-recorded my show. Okay, I think people liked it. it seemed seemed to get a good response. Did some That's little good. interactive things from my um, virtual show. And then uh, basically it was just an excuse to show my trailer. I sure. think that's how I approached it. Are we selling? Are you selling a, a live show, a virtual show, both? Whatever people are interested in. What do we, what do what do you expect to come from it? Sure. And what are you seeing results so far? Well, again, it's every school is kind of different right now, especially okay. in that market. Everyone's kind of figuring out. I'd say the majority right now are still looking virtually, uh, and that's what I really focused on. But I do have that in-person, socially distant show that I'm doing in certain situations if it's you know, safe enough to do so. And within, you know, my travel restrictions where I feel comfortable going. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, some states are handling this better than others and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, yeah. I just was like, hey, if you want to, you know, book my virtual show, that is happening, I think, for the foreseeable future until we get, you know, notice otherwise. So sure. Yeah, and then the the interesting thing that they tackled was the uh, trade show element. Each agency had their own Zoom room, kind of like how we're doing this, and you could tour it, and you could just pop into different agencies' Zoom rooms, and you you know see people, and it's kind of like the booth feel where people are coming in in the middle of a conversation you're already having, and you're wow. just like, hold on, sit tight, and you know you could use elements of Zoom to like do little breakout rooms if they wanted to talk to a specific artist, and you can kind of. Uh, chat a little bit like that but um we just kind of ended up doing a you know a mini showcase or like a booth demo that we normally do at the conferences and you know uh just kind of went around the horn being like oh this is the comedian this is what he does a little bit this is you know magician this is eric the mind reader he can do some mind reading for you right now and if you got questions hey do you have to pay for the booth demo virtually um, that is, uh, an answer I do not have. So shh, in case anyone from NACA is listening, I don't know how we 
handled that, but I think well, it was all well, the that's up okay. And up. You're not yeah. supposed to know the answer. Your agent did it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was all taken care of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was all on the up and up. Or Fair we'll enough. say that it's it's better to ask for uh, forgiveness anyway. <laughs> hey, I've, I've seen people in in person get reprimanded for oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. doing demos when they didn't have a, a demo. So right, I believe or, or you, demoing outside of the booth area. I believe you were reprimanded one time. One no, no, I was not because they thought you didn't pay for one, but you really oh, did. Oh, oh, oh. Do you remember that? Was, that? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm saying I've actually seen uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. illegal performances right. outside of the booth area. Absolutely, yeah. That's and, a big no no. You know, names will not be mentioned here. No, no, no. But yeah, yeah, sometimes they're sticklers and you're like, I, but here's my receipt. I paid for yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do remember that. I do remember that when <laughs> it was like, well, if I can't, if I can't demo what I do, then there was really no point in me being here. So we yeah. were able to work that out. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I forgot all about that. I have a good memory for those moments because uh, I definitely remember you telling me all about that. <laughs> you know, th- this is funny. Uh, I remember one, one instance at one of these conferences where... I wasn't happy with the booth placement because right. we were like on the outskirts. I, I, mm-hmm. Were you present for this? I don't think I was. No, really. Um, you must have maybe not. Maybe you only came for a day or only yeah. showcased or maybe didn't go to that region. But uh, I believe I could it was have been the, booked too. I don't know. I could have been working sometimes. Yeah, right, right. That's what I mean. You might have not yeah. been at the conference, but there was our our booth because we we were working in the same booth. We mm-hmm. we were part of the same company at the time. I guess that's a hint to who the guest is that I'm referring to, too. Maybe I should save this for when he's here. But um, our booth was kind of on the outskirts, and I actually had to have it moved to a different spot because you don't want to be in an area where people aren't even, you're not going to have any foot traffic at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I went yeah. through a lot of trouble. I mean, it was like my whole day was spent trying to get moved to someone that didn't show up, and I yeah. got it done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when Captain. you when you're on a mission, it's very hard for you to uh, get swayed from that mission. So. Is that a, a general you, or are you referring to no, me? No, to you specifically. I've got I've gotten a little better on that. I think I've gotten a little more relaxed. No, no, of course, of course. <laughs> Over the years, even by the day with the yeah. with the meditation, I'm uh, I'm I'm practicing to to you know let just, things roll off a little bit. It just took you having your own theater. For you to finally be like, I got it covered. <laughs> it took me a f- few years into having my own theater. Then I then I finally got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else is happening? Have you been watching anything? Like, uh, how are you doing with the quarantine? Because like the lockdown. Because I feel like right now I'm just starting to feel. And I know this is uh, this is you know way after most people have probably already reached this phase in quarantine but i i'm just starting to feel the quarantine fatigue and i think it fits it, it hits people in different times you know we talked in our even our first episode about how you know we've always had projects to find uh to do to keep us busy and so forth uh, but i'm definitely noticing like my productivity from those first couple weeks when i had to like put my show together and tackle all these other things I want to get done. Uh, I'm definitely seeing my workflow diminish and just like starting to feel it after, you know, what is it? Six. What do we say? Six months. Yeah. Eight months, eight months. Jesus. Well, as restrictions have loosened, I've been able to see some people in small gatherings and I've been able to share some, some of the things I've been working on, which is really great. So for me, it's, it's, 
it's been really enjoyable to just try some of the stuff that I've been sitting on wanting to, to do for people and things like that. But it's, it's funny. Anytime I get a chance to, to try some magic, um, it's like a, a, a boxing match where they don't even know that I'm the only one boxing. I just trick after trick after trick. I'm bombarding them with, cause I have all this stuff I've been wanting to try. So it's right. probably more selfish for me to be doing it and <laughs> less enjoyable for them because it's just boom, 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 boom. And there's no real rhyme or reason or structure yet. Cause I haven't gotten to that point. Yeah, I'm just trying yeah. all these different things and it's a, it's a little bit like bombardment, I guess. Um, you're like a puppy dog with a new trick. You're like, I gotta, or new toys. Like I gotta show you this. I gotta show you. Yeah. This, this one. And now this one. And before, <laughs> while they're still reacting to this one, I'm already working on the next one. And yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, uh, I well, forget that cause we obsess over this stuff and mm-hmm. we, and it's important that we do. And it's important right. that we obsess over the details of everything, but it's so easy to forget that like people, just people, non-magicians really don't maybe even like magic as much as we think they do. <laughs> right. So you can have this killer effect with an amazing reaction and, and, and have it really hit the way you want it to. And then maybe about 60 seconds later, their, their conversation shifts to the hole in their sock or something. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's amazing yeah. how, how quickly our attention is diverted to, you know, Absolutely. so wow, we had this experience, but it's that way with everything. They see a great movie and then by the time they're mm-hmm. at the restaurant, they're probably talking about something else. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, you know, more into it because this is what we do and it's our passion. And, uh, mm-hmm. and for sure, yeah, they can see something amazing and then they go to what the, really interests them, you know. But you know what that, that tells me? What that tells me is it, it reminds me that it's less about the magic and more about how to make people care. Sure. You can only do so much. How did you do that? At the end, mm-hmm. it's how do you how do you make it connect to something that where they feel something other than just how? Right. Well, that's the question you always want to avoid anyway when you're performing this kind of art form is you, you don't want people to you want people to be amazed, but you don't want them to be like, oh, I need to know how this analytical. is done. Yeah, and analytical and solve it like a puzzle. You want them to kind of suspend that disbelief, like you're seeing a movie and you know the special effects aren't real, but you're like, wow, that's really impressive that that explosion happened, you know? Right, right. Uh, for years I said the tricks don't matter. It's all about the presentation, having fun, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But that, that's false because the first step is it does need to be deceptive in order to be defined as a Absolutely. magic trick. Yes, that is the key element to make it magic. There was a time when I might have argued against that. I wouldn't now. So uh, I think step one is making sure that it's deceptive. So a lot of times when I'm do is doing these things, that's kind of all I'm thinking. Okay, mm-hmm. how do I how do I present this in an entertaining way? Sure, I'm always thinking that. But also making sure, does this work? How do people react to this? What do they notice? What do they not notice? Um, so I haven't gotten to the stage yet with all of the the newer stuff that I'm working on. I haven't gotten to the stage of... How do we tie this into something? How do we make mm-hmm. people feel something other than how, right? right? How do we make them feel happy, sad, surprised, suspense? Yeah. All the same techniques that Alfred Hitchcock used. How do we, how do, we do that? And I think so. the key is to find a way to do it where it's authentic and to you so that it doesn't come across as like <laughs> there's a, there's a uh, stereotype with like mentalists or even b- bizarre performers, as they say, where it's just like this long drawn out story to try and get you to care. But re- in reality, no one cares by the time you get to the end of the story. Right. <laughs> and right. they just lose attention. 
so to find a way that it is compelling throughout and like every word has a purpose for being there, you know, and turning yep. that fat out and everything like that, or just finding a hook that, you know, relates to the audience. I think that's what yeah, the hook is so important. You know, what's funny is I made it sound like I was bombarding these people with tricks, but the truth is mm-hmm. they were willing participants. Right. They were very excited to have the close friends and family. They were happy to be seeing all this new stuff I was working on. And they, I'm sure, walked away saying, thinking it was all great, but we're so critical of ourselves as we <laughs> should be. It's like, well, yeah, they walked away feeling that, but I wanted them to feel X, Y, Z. Right, right, right. So so now it's a matter of tweaking these performances and figuring out how to make, how to get the, the response that you're looking for. Mm-hmm, and it might mm-hmm. not be exact, but... Um, but what you're looking for might be different than what they're experiencing. So you always have to be aware of what they're experiencing and how to try to tweak that. You can only control so much, but yeah. you want to bring out certain emotion. And I think it's also you have to be aware of the uh, audience's perception of what they're watching at the same time is like what situation they're in theatrically if you're just performing in a social casual setting you know maybe they're not in that frame of mind to be like oh I really have to be invested in what is happening Uh, I see the same thing happening to myself watching virtual shows it's like Mm -hmm. oh I'm watching a great show but also in this medium a notification could pop up and that drives my attention away from the show for a moment and then Mm -hmm. I come back and I watch the show uh, that way. So um, you really got to be cognizant. And that's why I think theater is going to come back eventually and be in that venue designed for theater where, you know, you can turn the lights off in the audience. The light, the brightest lights on stage draws everyone's attention and focuses everyone in uh, the way you want them to. Yeah. And, and I've been working on a lot of um, strong magic which like a strong man like like bending (laughs) meaning really really powerful really impossible which isn't usually Mm -hmm. what draws me in but it 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 turns out and this is almost going to sound like real beginner talk here but Mm -hmm. it's important uh you know if you do three closers in a row i mean eventually the reaction you're inevitably going to get i think maybe even no matter how you dress it up is frustration <laughs> from, sure. from the the observer right from the spectator from the participant so and if, and if you're already uh with that first effect as mazed as you can be how much more can you get amazed in each subsequent reveal or trick after that you know it's, it's uh, so important to build yeah, it has to build, it has to ebb and flow in a show. So there's moments mm-hmm. of tension and relaxation and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. You got to you gotta really find that pacing. It, it definitely sounds like you are working a lot more than I have been on that kind of stuff during this quarantine. Like focusing, you, you mentioned you're really into the psychology of it. It sounds like you're tweaking every single aspect of your show right now. And I should really be doing a lot more of that. But again, this... Quarantine fatigue has finally hit me, and I'm not just just the output for my projects isn't where I wanted or expected them to be compared to at the start of this quarantine. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, you've heard the term choice paralysis before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just I have so much I feel like I should be doing, and when that happens, I just do none of it. I just like I don't know which to focus on. So I'm just going to do nothing and watch some TV or something. Like I, I get that way, too. I mean, I could get that way with four books sitting on the counter. And it's mm-hmm. like I'm, you know, halfway through each of them. And it's yeah. like, which one do I pick up? Uh, I just can't do it. Yeah, yeah. 
I literally have a pile of books next to my bed that I have that have just been sitting here for weeks and months. uh, Yeah, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Some of them have been there for the whole time, and I haven't even cracked it yet because I'm just like, ah. Once I start that, I've got to finish that one or or pick up another one, and I feel like you don't read books at the same time. I do, but I feel okay. like I'm cheating on that other book with another book. <laughs> no, it's really, they, it, there's uh, studies on this. It's he- healthy to do, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because a lot of them are kind of mentalism or magic related. Oh, but it's just gotcha. like all kind of the same subject matter. You got to venture outside of that. You have yeah, to, I think. Yeah. And I have you some. Don't have, you do. I have a bunch of comedy books and stuff, too, that I can uh, switch What about up, fiction? You don't do any fiction at all? I got one fiction, but I haven't cracked it yet. Okay. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if I, I get I think it helps movies. to variety it up. I really yeah, do. Yeah. And then I've got the oh-so-thrilling book on grammar to brush up since I'm an editor for that newsletter. <laughs> you, really, you know, you, you know uh, real, real good bedtime reading. <laughs> is this true? You're reading about grammar? Yeah, I have a little reference book about grammar. Why not? Ooh, okay, D- reference book is different than reading it. I mean, it's got chapters. I'm reading each chapter. You you are. You're not using it as a reference. You're actually reading it cover to cover. Just to like, you know, refresh, make sure I'm getting getting the rules right. Okay, let me give you a, a test. No. Even though it's not even though it's not part of the official segment. I'm readying the sound effect to be wrong already. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy reading the grammar book. No way. All right. So I should have went to the store. Should have went. Sure. You say that's acceptable? I was like, what's the question here? Is that an acceptable sentence? I should have went to the store. It depends on the the context. Okay, the context is (laughs) I woke up, I, I, I slept in, and I realized I didn't go to pick up my prescription. Now they're closed. I should have went to the store. Yeah. When I had a chance. Yeah, it's a... I don't know the exact tense, but it sounds like a past conditional uh, tense. I could be wrong, but I believe that is an incorrect statement. Should incorrect have, should, have? should should have went is wrong. Oh, should have should have gone. Should, should have, have gone. gone. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even hear the verb part. I was focused on the should have part. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> should have gone. I hear it constantly. Yeah. Should, should have, have went. went. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I technically got that one wrong. and we thought people were gonna have to wait an indefinite amount of time to hear this i mean you're really spoiling everybody today (laughs) i do what i can do what i can uh before we wrap up i there is a uh a very important thing i wanted to bring up for you because i've been watching some tv um by the way the way i've gotten through some quarantine fatigue and all the stuff that's going on in the world burning is uh the great british bake-off have you seen that show I've seen it advertised on Netflix. I love it so much. <laughs> is it a food show, though? Yeah. It's a, it's See, a I don't watch any food. It just makes me hungry the entire time. Now I'm hungry already talking about it. Yeah, I mean, that's a good benefit from it. It's baking. It's uh, British people politely getting frustrated about their uh, your, you know, their cakes and their biscuits. It's, it's very fun. You, I, awesome. You'll like it. I'll, I'll recommend that to you. But I can't uh, watch food shows. I, I, you want me to try? You'll, you'll like this one. You will. All right. Yeah. Because sometimes they're making very British dishes, and I'm like, I don't even know what that is to be hungry for it. 
When you said I have something really important to bring up, were you talking no. about the Great British Bake No, 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 no. Okay. I'm just going through a, a few TV shows. Okay, uh, building. Okay. We talked about building to... I can't, I can't get you super excited because then we'd have nowhere to go. So I'm ramping this up. Um, Fair. Did you catch SNL? There was something interesting with SNL. Uh, I just saw the clips of Jim Carrey being the fly and mm-hmm. Jim Carrey being Biden. So they're back being social distanced. And we've been talking about how basically productions are handling this and um, how theaters are handling this. But there was an article that came out after the first week they, that they uh, were back. And uh, in order to have audience members, they actually paid the audience members to be, quote, part of the crew so that they could all be officially part of that bubble. I heard about this. Yeah. So my question was, if they're getting paid to be audience members, why weren't they laughing harder <laughs> during the <laughs> show? <laughs> now, was that just a joke, or did you come up no, with that because you felt that way? I felt that way. <laughs> I was watching it. After I heard that article, I was like, yeah, they should have been <laughs> laughing. They should have been better. But have you considered paying audience members to get your show back? <laughs> this is what I want I have to ask. not considered that, but I also just want to point out when you appeared at a show... Uh, a TV taping as an audience member. I wasn't there, but you were ridiculed for not having enough energy. That is true. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> I have been in, in the defense, audience. Yeah. In your defense, were you getting paid? No, I don't think so. Right? No, I wasn't getting paid. I if you were up. getting paid, would there or would they not have been more enthusiasm for you in that exact environment? I'll I just would've... say what the show was. It was Wildin' Out. It's a rap battle hip hop contest, right? Yeah, I was not in my element at all. <laughs> In the audience. So, but if you were being paid, would that have changed your approach? I would have faked it a, just a tad harder. Okay. Maybe. okay. Maybe. Then, then that allows you to make the joke that you made. Okay, great. But uh, <laughs> what I really wanted hypocrite. to bring up, what I really want to bring up, and I think this is a good place to end for us. Is, oh, we're uh, still building. Did you watch the trailer for Cobra Kai Season 3? Absolutely. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think I did. You know, I think I did watch it, but I think I was... Uh, I think I must have only watched it once and been very tired because I can't recollect um, real details from it. I, re- you know, what I remember more clearly is when they rehashed, they made, they mm-hmm. Netflix redid trailers for season one and two, which was an amazing yeah. trailer. They used Joe Esposito's song, "You're the Best Around." But um, season three trailer, what stuck out to you? Well, not only did they announce that season three is coming out in January, so we have. Uh, we're looking forward to that, but they already announced there's a season four. Yes. So much more Cobra Kai. So exciting. But the thing that stood out, which you are probably forgetting from the trailer, but it's a big deal, is that Miyagi had a secret. That's all they teased. <laughs> is that all they teased? I mean, basically, it was a full trailer though, right? I mean, it was a, the trailer I saw was a, basically a rehash of season one and season two. And then they were like, in coming season three, Miyagi has a secret that he kept from Daniel LaRusso. Oh, like a voiceover actually says that? Or they imply that? I think it was in the, the context of the dialogue. I think he's like, Miyagi wouldn't keep this, something yeah, from me. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. the trailer I'm referring to. I feel like there's one that's come out since then that's actually for season three, a full trailer. But oh, I could wow. be wrong on this. All right. Well, we'll have to do some Googling and check that out as well. But I figured you must have seen this and you must be excited. I did see that. That's the one I was saying I was feeling more familiar <laughs> with. And I think they gave a date now, too, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. January 6th or 8th or something like that. Yeah. some Right after the new year. Counting down the days. <laughs>
So we are slowly transitioning back to a Cobra Kai podcast. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think I think that should do it for this one. And uh, let us know. I mean, we had a lot to catch up on. Uh, we got more coming your way soon. Uh, but let us know what you think of the show. Uh, if you got riddles, you got trivia, write us in the subject uh, for me and Matt, uh, respect, respectively. Uh, at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the social media at mindmagicpod on all Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that stuff. And uh, tell a friend, you know, if you're having a good time and like listening to the show, tell someone you think you'd like them. Pick your favorite episode you've listened to so far. Maybe they'll go back and listen to the back catalog. Uh, I mean, I can't believe we're already at episode 15, Matt. Yeah, if you don't like the show, tell someone you hate. Yeah, let's just get more more ears on it. We're having fun. We hope uh, you're having fun, and we appreciate that you're listening and uh, just kind of hanging out with us for an hour every week. Thank you for joining us, absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for me. And me. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Matt. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.